Today I'm reading an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or if there are youngsters listening, you can skip this one and I'll have a new story for you next time. You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Blue Bucks by Televasi, who's practically obsessed with Laten and has been published in various furry publications since 2015, such as Heat, Dissident Signals, and Gods with Fur. You can find more of their stories on their So Furry, or in anthologies available through Fur Planet, Sofa Wolf, Goal Publications, and Bad Dog Books. Please enjoy Blue Bucks by Televasu. Blue Bucks. Mediocre coffee served in a tasteless shop interior. It was a terrible place to spend Saturday, but the coffee was dirt cheap and the campus bar didn't open until five. I know. Outrageous. I wiggled back into my booth, basking in a sunbeam. My fur fluffed up as I savoured the heat. Being a fennec, I could have slunk back to my dorm and switched on the heat lamps student species accommodation provided. But I didn't want to be alone. I nursed my latte, poking the cup with my claws. It was mostly vanilla syrup, but I loved sweet things, especially the cute blue buck on the logo. I imagined him flaunting those twink curves as he served up a killer latte, his nub-tailed bobs as he bends over to serve me, his favourite customer. He winks and switches around the opening sign and beckoning me to come with him. I sighed, except a good deal of it came out as a foxy yowl. I shrunk down in my seat as eyes swiveled towards me, my ears still poking up from the booth. The chatter quickly returned to normal, but I stayed hidden, hoping Max hadn't seen me. His shift usually started about now. Originally, I came to Blue Bucks because of my writing class. My big, fluffy ears made it impossible not to hear almost every conversation near me, but the class still said I had no idea how to write dialogue. Their feedback made my ears itch and left a sour taste in my muzzle. They were just jealous. I could see it in the way they turned their muzzles out at me. Foxes had an unfair advantage, they whispered behind my back, being naturally silver-tongued. I'd ignored them, without prickling my fur for the entire term, but the final assignment was group-graded, which meant I had to sit here and look like I actually cared about their advice. I was about to call their bullshit when I saw Max, a sleek Palomino stallion. He wasn't bulky like the ones who barged past me in the scrum to order drinks at the bar. He was more deer-like. Curvy flanks, slender legs, slim arms. His blue eyes stood out underneath a floppy white mane which complemented his golden coat perfectly. I could just tell from looking how soft he was, which made me think about how wonderful it'd feel having his body lie against my own. Uh, the taste of terrible coffee pulled me out of my daydream, and for once I was grateful. I wasn't going to write a story about my desires this time. I was going to make us a reality. I had it all planned out. His shift started at four o'clock. At six o'clock, the shop went down to a skeleton crew, and from seven, he'd be all alone until they closed at eight. Usually there'd be a trickle of nocturnal furs getting their evening pick-me-up, but tonight it'd be deserted. Tonight was summer soiree. No one wanted to miss it. Imagine my surprise then when I overheard him volunteering to take the closing shift. I wiggled back against the booth, trying to find a more comfortable spot. All I had to do was wait. 
My twitching ears woke me up. I shivered. The sunbeam had gone, and it was dusk outside. I looked at my watch. Seventeen past eight. I'd slept past closing. I cursed and pulled myself upright. Hopefully I hadn't been locked in, but I wasn't optimistic. People were always overlooking me because of my size. Dude, stop staring at your phone and help me clean up! The high-pitched whinny was distinctly equine. I ducked back into my booth and peeked around the corner, splaying my ears back so they wouldn't give me away. Who was he talking to? He was supposed to be alone. The stallion snorted, pointing at the striped hyena with bubblegum pink highlights in his fur. He sat up on the till, tapping away at his phone and clearly not getting any work done. You're getting paid exactly the same as me. Chill. I can make any difference if this place is clean or not. The coffee always tastes like shit. The hyena sighed, still at his phone. None of this stuff matters. You wouldn't care if you lost your job. I actually need the money. He buried his finger in the hyena's less than muscular chest. I'm doing you a favor opening tomorrow while you're nursing a hangover from the party. Oh, come on. We both know you're only doing tomorrow because you've got no date for tonight. The hyena snorted, barely even looking up from his phone. If you stop taking too many shifts, you could spend time learning how to talk to girls. He stopped messaging and looked up, eyes golden and sad. You can't even get a girl's number when you serve them. You give them their coffee for free, Max snorted, throwing his mane off of his eyes. Do you ever get a reply when you call them? Are the numbers even real? The hyena smirked and shoved his phone in Max's face. It's a numbers game, my friend, the hyena laughed. He jumped off the counter, untied his apron, and shoved it in a crumpled heap in a cupboard. The more you ask, the more likely you'll find someone. The horse grabbed a broom and started sweeping away, his fur bristling as he held his tongue. Look, Max, I don't want to fight, the hyena sighed, brushing his pink fringe away so he could look at the horse with both eyes. I know you're frustrated, but you just need to have some fun. Play the field. The hyena leaned closer and spoke quietly. You won't ever fall in love if you just sit around waiting for him. The horse flicked his tail and remained silent, but the droop in his ear said enough. Tell you what, if you can prove to me you can pull a date, I'll cover your next shift, even if I'm on a tail call. He grinned and stuck out his paw, smile evaporating to show he was serious. You'll get my pay for it, too, he snapped before Max could protest. You're a real ass, the horse snorted, but the hyena didn't budge. Dude, I'm your friend. I just want you to live a little. You and you'll be over before you know it. He patted the Twinkie stallion on the chest. The hyena said something softly, then hugged the horse tightly. You want me to get you some cute guy's number tonight? Ugh, just go, he huffed, and pushed him off, busying himself by getting back to cleaning. I'll see if I can find a cute fox at the party. Go, he snapped throwing a wet cloth after the hyena. He missed, judging by the slamming of the door and the soft cackle outside. I tried to concentrate and think about my next move, but the smile kept pulling across my face. Oh, by my tail, this was perfect. I slid out from the booth, flopping my ears and rubbing my eyes as if I'd just woken up. Uh, hey, he jumped, hooves clattering as he scrambled back. Uh, sorry, sir, we're closed now. Uh, let me just get the keys, he stammered, diving behind the counter. Oh, it's okay, I fake yawned, hoping he'd stop speaking to me like a customer. If it wasn't for your argument, I'd probably still be asleep. 
I'm sorry you had to hear that, sir, he sighed, but he didn't take it any further. The horse continued to speak platitudes as he ushered me to the door, offering a free coffee, a formal apology, a gift card. It was just so weird to hear a student speaking to another in all that customer service bullshit. It's okay, I repeated, and swished my tail behind my back. He missed my cue, though, fishing for the correct key. The hyena was right. He certainly needed a push. I'm at a loose end anyway. Seems rotten of your friend to bail on you. You sure you'll manage on your own? I'll be fine, sir, he frowned, holding the door open as the cool night air swept over us. The fresh air blew away the strong, acrid smell of coffee and deodorizer that lingered inside. Finally, I could get a sniff of his scent. Nerves interweaved with the faintest strands of curiosity, excitement, and longing. You were a hundred percent sure? I smiled and took a step closer to him, letting him smell me. I watched as his eyes flicked in recognition, lighting up as my body gave him the joining piece of the puzzle. You could do with some help, I asserted myself, refusing to make my way out the open door. He bent down, squatting as his head came level with my own. You're not tall enough to reach the counters, he half-snorted, trying to return my wry smile. It wasn't a half-bad quip, actually, even if the tips of my ears reached up to his waist. I took a moment and flicked my ears indignantly, keeping him in playful suspense. It was a bit too much for him, though. But, uh, er, Fox, you probably have somewhere else to be. He mumbled something about the soiree and pulled at his mane, nerves spilling out. It'll still take me a while here. I made my decision and ducked between his open legs, ears deliberately brushing up against his thighs as I squeezed through. Before he'd spun around, I'd grabbed a broom. We'll be done in half the time. I fluffed my fur up in confidence, hoping it'd put him at ease. I didn't mind having to take the lead with this one, considering what I had in mind. If you've got all evening, he sighed and locked the door. I ignored his tone. I probably was the first guy he'd even flirted with, so of course I'd go slow and cut him slack. There's always next year for the party, I replied, nonchalantly wagging my tail and adding the slightest sway in my hips. Big parties aren't my species thing. Too small not to get my tail trodden on at the dance, too sensitive to stand the bass, I squeaked, flicking my ears. I suppose it's a real scent fuck too, he replied. Oh yeah, I grinned. Impossible to pick anyone out, which makes it a terrible way to meet anyone. I had to go further. Even if this evening didn't work out, I couldn't let a cute stallion like him get lost barking up the wrong tree on account of that hyena's advice. He turned round, looking at me up and down, his head barely nodding given how short I was. For a moment, I thought I'd overcooked it, until he pulled out an apron from underneath the counters and tied a knot in the neck loop. It's the smallest we do he apologized, tossing it over. In my defense, I was never good at sports, and the apron did unfurl as it sailed towards me. I caught it, or more accurately, it fell on top of me and draped over me like a shroud. My ears twitched as I heard him chuckle, but at least it diffused some of the tension between us. I fumbled around and feigned helplessness for a couple of moments, letting the cute tiny fennec act do its time-honored charm before I put the apron on. So what do you want me to do next? He rattled out a list of things. Tables, chairs, pretty much every square inch customers could get their paws on. It was surprising that such a lousy coffee joint put such an effort into everything except its coffee. 
You wouldn't believe some of the shit we find when cleaning, he joked, and shook his mane before rattling off a list of disturbing finds, including one time a couple got way too frisky in the toilet. How on earth do you still keep working with the public? He snorted. Skinny, rural horses like me don't tend to get the support from mom and dad when you tell them you're going to study fine arts in the city. Ah... I got to work, the soft scoosh of spray and smell of cleaning chemicals filling the air. The more I thought about it, the more I felt determined, as the liberal, settled, urban gay, to welcome him into the community even if lending a paw on the cleaning shift wasn't part of the plan. Thank you for your help, he mumbled, wiping down the final counter. No worries. I tried to make it sound casual enough that he wouldn't bolt, but at the same time not so casual it sounded like I wasn't offering the possibility of more. I haven't exactly got anywhere to be tonight either, I sighed. At least that was all true. Why is that? Uh, About five minutes before all the tickets sold out, no one said they were going, I shrugged. Besides, I had to get some writing assignment done, I mumbled, wishing I could gloss over that admission. Why had I told him that? That wasn't sexy or enticing. That doesn't explain why you hang out here so often, he grunted, his ears flicking as he finished off. What is it with writers and coffee shops? No idea, I shrugged, but it came out too defensive to be the truth. Max sure was on a roll with his questions. Yeah, sure. He rolled his eyes and folded his arms. I wished to change the subject back to him, because this was not going well. But he wasn't going to take no for an answer. Fine. Maybe it's so we don't feel invisible. He sure was twisting my tail. Well, but you didn't exactly bring anything to write on with you today, he smiled, softening his stance. Or the last couple of times. I said nothing and held my tongue, trying to keep my tail still. This wasn't how I thought it would go. I thought we'd exchange a couple of one-liners, size each other up, and then get down to just our fur. Instead, his words had peeled me apart and left me feeling more naked than ever. If I were you... I'd go out and let the wind in my mane. Experience life. Write about that. Not lock yourself away from it in a crappy coffee shop. Is he letting me down gently? The fear of rejection spiked my tongue. That argument you just had was pretty real. My voice was pretty shaky with nerves. Sorry, uh, what I meant was uh, most of our lives are lived locked away in a crappy coffee shop. He frowned. Crap. Uh, metaphorically speaking. Max sighed and trotted over, looking down at me. He placed his hands on his hips and snorted, tail swishing behind him. He was close enough that I could feel his warm breath on the tips of my ears. I could even smell him, the earth, the distant smell of the countryside, and the sweet, light smell of hay. He just stayed close to me, waiting so calmly for my answer I was filled with envy at his composure. Why was this so hard? Why did it feel like I was going to gamble him away if I said the truth, that I desperately wanted to tussle in the hay with him? Every strand of my fur stood up like I was going to lose him, and yet the thrill of this moment made me want to make the bet even more. You'll hate yourself if you don't live a little. So I said it. I want to help you win that bet. He stood there and made me wait. Being direct suits you, Fox, he snorted, swishing his tail happily in victory. It was meant to be impossible to get a straight answer out of a fox. 
Hopefully you write like that. If my ears weren't burning in embarrassment, they were now, but quickly dispelled the feeling as he beckoned me to follow him, a curious bulge developing behind his apron. The horse led me behind the counters and into a storeroom. Back here, we were away from any windows, and the staff-only sign meant we'd be on our own for sure. I grinned and flicked his apron over my head, brushing the tip of my muzzle against his straining cock. Finally! I shivered, desire burning through my nerves, addling my brain with smoke. A damp spot formed on Max's jeans as he leaked in excitement. I reached up and fumbled with his belt, whining softly as he reached down and stopped me. Maybe not here. He stammered. You'd rather fuck in your dorm or mine? I grinned and unclipped his belt, tossing it somewhere behind us with a clatter. He didn't resist. When I unbuttoned his pants, his cock popped out and smacked me on the muzzle with a gentle thud. It was true what they said about horses. Riding bareback, I see, I giggled. Max snorted, feigning his indignity with a smile. He shut me up as he thrust against my lips, a sizable bead of pre dripping out from him. You ever done it with a horse? He breathed, gripping the counter behind him. I knew what he was getting at. There was no way that he would be able to get inside me, even with all that slick pre-dribbling down a shaft. Maybe if he were playing around with another stallion, but not a fennec whose ears barely came past his waist. I shook my head, answering him. There was a distinct air of practice to his disappointed sigh. How many times had they been scared off by that monster of a cock? I licked my lips and took a deep breath. I'd put up with an entire year of my class judging me because I was a fox, but this time I wanted to live up to the stereotype. I held my tongue out underneath his head, catching a drop of pre as it fell from him. It was mostly sweet, faintly salty. Slowly, I flicked my tongue up underneath him, lapping gently before moving up over his broad head. Max was breathing heavily now, snorting almost on every breath, but I could barely hear him over the sound of blood rushing around my head. I ran my tongue in circles over him, licked up and down the length of his shaft, squeezed the base of his cock with my paws, and worshipped him like a frenzied acolyte whose salvation depended upon him. I wanted more, much more. I opened my mouth as wide as I could and tried to take him, but his swollen head resisted my efforts. Irked, I yowled and pushed my muzzle down on him, but he just pulled away and shook his head. What's wrong? Did I catch you with my teeth? No, no, it's, it's just not going to work. He focused on getting his breath back like he expected things were over. Have you ever done it with a fox? I teased, swishing my tail behind me. How about we, uh, try something else? Max blushed. I winked at him and turned around, keeping the sway in my tail as I unbuckled my belt and sensually pulled down my pants. Um, I'm more of a, well... He trailed off again, hiding his head in his arms as he turned around and spread his legs apart, tail raised, leaning on a counter. Not a problem. I ducked out of the storeroom to grab a chair. To be honest, it felt a little weird. I'd always been the one on the bottom. My preference was more of an assumption than a question. Besides, while I was a capable bottom, would I be a decent top? Well, Max asked when I returned. His breathing was starting to slow, my hesitation taking the edge away. He wiggled his hips in encouragement as I placed the chair behind him, his cock leaking onto the floor as I climbed up. My mind flashed back through all the unsatisfying fucks I'd had, and at least it gave me an idea. 
I pressed my thumb against his hole and slowly rubbed circles, feeling him twitch and wiggle. He took a deep breath and flicked his tail over his back, keeping it out of the way as I continued. By my tail, I'd never considered myself a top, but I couldn't deny that I enjoyed watching his ring twitch whenever I teased the sensitive spot. The thought of that needy tail squeezing my knot made my sheath swell, and I found myself looking about the storeroom for anything that might work as lube. There didn't seem to be anything, and as much as the horse snorted and signaled his enthusiasm, I wasn't going to thrust at him dry. That'd be a real mood killer. But never let it be said that foxes are not resourceful when it comes to sex. Spotting the puddle of pre underneath him, I grabbed a takeaway cup and lined it up with his head, coaxing the first couple drops in it with a playful grope. I went back to playing with his tail, grinning as I heard drop after drop land in the cup, the impending fun leaving me giddy and hungry for more. I pulled back and admired his rump, watching his tail hole purse needily. I licked my lips and leaned closer, resting my muzzle on his cheek. The scent left me giddy. Pure lust overtook me. I lined my muzzle up against his ass, sniffing eagerly, before I slowly ran my tongue over him. He whinnied and stamped a hoof in approval. I grinned and went back for more. I lost control over what I was doing, responding to every grunt and moan, running my tongue around his donut in circles, pushing my tongue against the center, flicking it inside. Fuck! It took me a second or two to realize he actually said it, and another what it meant. The coffee cup was filled to the rim with his seed, while several thick ropes ran down the counters where he'd overshot. The amount was impressive! I think we made quite a mess, I whistled, giving his thick cock a squeeze. Sorry, he sighed, reaching for his apron. I should have let you know I was about to... I hushed him, patting his sexy butt gently. I didn't know horse ass was so sensitive, I grinned. I wasn't worried that I hadn't managed to mount him in the slightest. It's kind of hot that you got off just from rimming, I blushed. Good to hear you're still being so direct, he nickered, ruffling the fur underneath my chin. However, I'm gonna need to clean this up. He sighed and grabbed some paper towels, but before he could wipe away his cum, I snapped a picture. He froze. What's your hyena friend's number? I asked, grinning like a devil as I swished my tail. He did say he'd cover for you if you got a date. Max snorted, paused, then smiled. I hope he enjoys cleaning up in the morning. He kissed me and slapped me on the butt as he locked up the store. I grabbed the lid for the filled cup and walked out with it in my paws, feeling his cum slosh about inside. So, he poured his hoof in the dust and scratched his back. Your dorm or mine? I held the cup in one paw, tail wagging happily as I took a sip. I paused for a moment, licking my lips. Seems Blue Bucks had finally served up that killer latte. Mine, I replied, enjoying being so direct. This was Blue Bucks by Televasi, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog. <laughs>